Job chapters 33 through 42 of the Holy Bible American Standard Version. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 33 Howbeit, Job, I pray thee, hear my speech, and hearken to all my words. Behold, now I have opened my mouth, my tongue hath spoken in my mouth, my words shall utter the uprightness of my heart, and that which my lips know they shall speak sincerely. The Spirit of God hath made me, and the breath of the Almighty giveth me life. If thou canst, answer thou me. Set thy words in order before me, stand forth. Behold, I am toward God, even as thou art. I also am formed out of the clay. Behold, my terror shall not make thee afraid, neither shall my pressure be heavy upon thee. Surely thou hast spoken in my hearing, and I have heard the voice of thy words, saying, I am clean without transgression, I am innocent, neither is there iniquity in me. Behold, he findeth occasions against me, he counteth me for his enemy, he putteth my feet in the stocks, he marketh all my paths. Behold, I will answer thee, in this thou art not just, for God is greater than man. Why dost thou strive against him, for that he giveth not account of any of his matters? For God speaketh once, yea, twice, though man regardeth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men, and sealeth their instruction, that he may withdraw man from his purpose, and hide pride from man. He keepeth back his soul from the pit, and his life from perishing by the sword. He is chastened also with pain upon his bed, and with continual strife in his bones, so that his life abhorreth bread, and his soul dainty food. His flesh is consumed away, that it cannot be seen, and his bones that were not seen stick out. Yea, his soul draweth near unto the pit, and his life to the destroyers. If there be with him an angel, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show unto man what is right for him, then God is gracious unto him, and saith, Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. His flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He returneth to the days of his youth. He prayeth unto God, and he is favorable unto him so that he seeth his face with joy, and he restoreth unto man his righteousness. He singeth before men, and saith, I have sinned, and perverted that which was right, and it profited me not. He hath redeemed my soul from going into the pit, and my life shall behold the light. Lo, all these things doth God work, twice, yea, thrice with a man, to bring back his soul from the pit, 
that he may be enlightened with the light of the living. Mark well, O Job, hearken unto me. Hold thy peace, and I will speak. If thou hast anything to say, answer me. Speak, for I desire to justify thee. If not, hearken thou unto me. Hold thy peace, and I will teach thee wisdom. End of chapter 33 Chapter 34 Moreover Elihu answered and said, Hear my words, ye wise men, and give ear unto me, ye that have knowledge, for the ear trieth words, as the palate tasteth food. Let us choose for us that which is right, let us know among ourselves what is good. For Job hath said, I am righteous, and God hath taken away my right. Notwithstanding my right, I am accounted a liar. My wound is incurable, though I am without transgression. What man is like Job, who drinketh up scoffing like water, who goeth in company with the workers of iniquity, and walketh with wicked men? For he hath said, It profiteth a man nothing that he should delight himself with God. Therefore hearken unto me, ye men of understanding. Far be it from God that he should do wickedness, and from the Almighty that he should commit iniquity. For the work of a man will he render unto him, and cause every man to find according to his ways. Yea, of a surety God will not do wickedly, neither will the Almighty pervert justice. Who gave him a charge over the earth, or who hath disposed the whole world? If he set his heart upon himself, if he gather unto himself his spirit and his breath, all flesh shall perish together, and man shall turn again unto dust. If now thou hast understanding, hear this, hearken to the voice of my words. Shall even one that hateth justice govern? And wilt thou condemn him that is righteous and mighty? Him that saith to a king, Thou art vile, or to nobles, ye are wicked, that respecteth not the persons of princes, nor regardeth the rich more than the poor, for they all are the work of his hands. In a moment they die, even at midnight, the people are shaken and pass away, and the mighty are taken away without hand. For his eyes are upon the ways of a man, and he seeth all his goings. There is no darkness nor thick gloom where the workers of iniquity may hide themselves, for he needeth not further to consider a man that he should go before God in judgment. He breaketh in pieces mighty men in ways past finding out, and setteth others in their stead. Therefore he taketh knowledge of their works, and he overturneth them in the night, so that they are destroyed. He striketh them as wicked men in the open sight of others, because they turned aside from following him, 
and would not have regard in any of his ways, so that they caused the cry of the poor to come unto him, and he heard the cry of the afflicted. When he giveth quietness, who then can condemn? And when he hideth his face, who then can behold him? Alike whether it be done unto a nation or unto a man, that the godless man reign not, that there be none to ensnare the people. For hath any said unto God, I have borne chastisement, I will not offend any more. That which I see not, teach thou me. If I have done iniquity, I will do it no more. Shall his recompense be as thou wilt, that thou refusest it? For thou must choose, and not I. Therefore speak what thou knowest. Men of understanding will say unto me, Yea, every wise man that heareth me, Job speaketh without knowledge, and his words are without wisdom. Would that Job were tried unto the end, because of his answering like wicked men. For he addeth rebellion unto his sin, he clappeth his hands among us, and multiplieth his words against God. End of chapter 34 Chapter 35 Moreover, Elihu answered and said, Thinkest thou this to be thy right? Or sayest thou, My righteousness is more than God's, that thou sayest, What advantage will it be unto thee? And what profit shall I have more than if I had sinned? I will answer thee, and thy companions with thee. Look unto the heavens and see, and behold the skies which are higher than thou. If thou hast sinned, what effectest thou against him? And if thy transgressions be multiplied, what doest thou unto him? If thou be righteous, what givest thou him? Or what receiveth he of thy hand? Thy wickedness may hurt a man as thou art, and thy righteousness may profit a son of man. By reason of the multitude of oppressions they cry out. They cry for help by reason of the arm of the mighty. But none saith, Where is God my Maker, who giveth songs in the night, who teacheth us more than the beasts of the earth, and maketh us wiser than the birds of the heavens? There they cry, but none giveth answer because of the pride of evil men. Surely God will not hear an empty cry, neither will the Almighty regard it. How much less when thou sayest, thou beholdest him not. The cause is before him, and thou waitest for him. But now, because he hath not visited in his anger, neither doth he greatly regard arrogance, Therefore doth Job open his mouth in vanity. He multiplieth words without knowledge. End of chapter 35 Chapter 36 Elihu also proceeded and said, Suffer me a little, 
and I will show thee, for I have yet somewhat to say on God's behalf. I will fetch my knowledge from afar, and will ascribe righteousness to my Maker. For truly my words are not false. One that is perfect in knowledge is with thee. Behold, God is mighty, and despiseth not any. He is mighty in strength of understanding. He preserveth not the life of the wicked, but giveth to the afflicted their right. He withdraweth not his eyes from the righteous, but with kings upon the throne he setteth them for ever, and they are exalted. And if they be bound in fetters, and be taken in the cords of affliction, then he showeth them their work, and their transgressions, that they have behaved themselves proudly. He openeth also their ear to instruction, and commandeth that they return from iniquity. If they hearken and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity, and their years in pleasures. But if they hearken not, they shall perish by the sword, and they shall die without knowledge. But they that are godless in heart lay up anger. They cry not for help when he bindeth them. They die in youth, and their life perisheth among the unclean. He delivereth the afflicted by their affliction, and openeth their ear in oppression. Yea, he would have allured thee out of distress into a broad place, where there is no straightness, and that which is set on thy table would be full of fatness. But thou art full of the judgment of the wicked, judgment and justice take hold on thee. For let not wrath stir thee up against chastisements, neither let the greatness of the ransom turn thee aside. Will thy cry avail that thou be not in distress, or all the forces of thy strength? Desire not the night, when peoples are cut off in their place. Take heed, regard not iniquity, for this hast thou chosen rather than affliction. Behold, God doeth loftily in his power, who is a teacher like unto him, who hath enjoined him his way, or who can say, Thou hast wrought unrighteousness? Remember that thou magnify his work, whereof men have sung. All men have looked thereon, man beholdeth it afar off. Behold, God is great, and we know him not. The number of his years is unsearchable, for he draweth up the drops of water, which distill in rain from his vapour, which the skies pour down and drop upon man abundantly. Yea, can any understand the spreadings of the clouds, the thunderings of his pavilion? Behold, he spreadeth his light around him, and he covereth the bottom of the sea, for by these he judgeth the peoples. He giveth food in abundance, he covereth his hands with the lightning, and giveth it a charge that it strike the mark. The noise thereof telleth concerning him, the cattle also concerning the storm that cometh up.
End of chapter 36 Chapter 37 Yea, at this my heart trembleth, and is moved out of its place. Hear, O oh, hear the noise of his voice, and the sound that goeth out of his mouth. He sendeth it forth under the whole heaven, and his lightning unto the ends of the earth. After it a voice roareth, he thundereth with the voice of his majesty, and he restraineth not the lightnings when his voice is heard. God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doeth he, which we cannot comprehend. For he saith to the snow, Fall thou on the earth, likewise to the shower of rain, and to the showers of his mighty rain. He sealeth up the hand of every man, that all men whom he hath made may know it. Then the beasts go into coverts, and remain in their dens. Out of the chamber of the south cometh the storm, and cold out of the north. By the breath of God ice is given, and the breadth of the waters is straitened. Yea, he ladeth the thick cloud with moisture, he spreadeth abroad the cloud of his lightning, and it is turned round about by his guidance, that they may do whatsoever he commandeth them upon the face of the habitable world, whether it be for correction, or for his land, or for loving-kindness, that he cause it to come. Hearken unto this, O Job, stand still, and consider the wondrous works of God. Dost thou know how God layeth his charge upon them, and causeth the lightning of his cloud to shine? Dost thou know the balancings of the clouds, the wondrous works of him who is perfect in knowledge? How thy garments are warm, when the earth is still by reason of the south wind! Canst thou with him spread out the sky, which is strong as a molten mirror? Teach us what we shall say unto him, for we cannot set our speech in order by reason of darkness. Shall it be told him that I would speak? Or should a man wish that he were swallowed up? And now men see not the light which is bright in the skies, but the wind passeth, and cleareth them. Out of the north cometh golden splendor. God hath upon him terrible majesty. Touching the Almighty we cannot find him out. He is excellent in power, and in justice and plenteous righteousness he will not afflict. Men do therefore fear him. He regardeth not any that are wise of heart. End of chapter 37 Chapter 38 Then Jehovah answered Job out of the whirlwind, and said, Who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man, for I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare, if thou hast understanding. 
who determined the measures thereof, if thou knowest, or who stretched the line upon it? Whereupon were the foundations thereof fastened, or who laid the cornerstone thereof, when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Or who shut up the sea with doors, when it brake forth, as if it had issued out of the womb, when I made clouds the garment thereof, and thick darkness a swaddling band for it, and marked out for it my bound, and set bars and doors, and said, Hitherto shalt thou come, but no further, and here shall thy proud waves be stayed. Hast thou commanded the morning since thy days began, and caused the day-spring to know its place, that it might take hold of the ends of the earth, and the wicked be shaken out of it? It is changed as clay under the seal, and all things stand forth as a garment, and from the wicked their light is withholden, and the high arm is broken. Hast thou entered into the springs of the sea, or hast thou walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed unto thee, or hast thou seen the gates of the shadow of death? Hast thou comprehended the earth in its breadth? Declare, if thou knowest it all. Where is the way to the dwelling of light? And as for darkness, where is the place thereof, that thou shouldest take it to the bound thereof, and that thou shouldest discern the paths to the house thereof? Doubtless thou knowest, for thou wast then born, and the number of thy days is great. Hast thou entered the treasuries of the snow, or hast thou seen the treasures of the hail, which I have reserved against the time of trouble, against the day of battle and war? By what way is the light parted, or the east wind scattered upon the earth? Who hath cleft a channel for the water-flood, or the way for the lightning of the thunder, to cause it to rain on a land where no man is, on the wilderness wherein there is no man, to satisfy the waste and desolate ground, and to cause the tender grass to spring forth? Hath the rain a father? Or who hath begotten the drops of dew? Out of whose womb came the ice? And the hoary frost of heaven, who hath gendered it? The waters hide themselves, and become like stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. Canst thou bind the cluster of the Pleiades, or loose the bands of Orion? Canst thou lead forth the Mazaroth in their season? Or canst thou guide the bear with her train? Knowest thou the ordinances of the heavens? Canst thou establish the dominion thereof in the earth? Canst thou lift up thy voice to the clouds, that abundance of waters may cover thee? Canst thou send forth lightnings, that they may go and say unto thee, Here we are? Who hath put wisdom in the inward parts? Or who hath given understanding to the mind? Who can number the clouds by wisdom? 
for who can pour out the bottles of heaven when the dust runneth into a mass and the clods cleave fast together canst thou hunt the prey for the lioness or satisfy the appetite of the young lions when they couch in their dens and abide in the covert to lie in wait who provideth for the raven his prey when his young ones cry unto god and wander for lack of food end of chapter thirty eight chapter thirty nine Knowest thou the time when the wild goats of the rock bring forth? Or canst thou mark when the hinds do calve? Canst thou number the months that they fulfill? Or knowest thou the time when they bring forth? They bow themselves, they bring forth their young, they cast out their pains. Their young ones become strong, they grow up in the open field, they go forth and return not again. Who hath sent out the wild ass free? Or who hath loosed the bonds of the swift ass, Whose home I have made the wilderness, And the salt land his dwelling-place? He scorneth the tumult of the city, Neither heareth he the shoutings of the driver. The range of the mountains is his pasture, And he searcheth after every green thing. Will the wild ox be content to serve thee? Or will he abide by thy crib? Canst thou bind the wild ox with his band in the furrow? Or will he harrow the valleys after thee? Wilt thou trust him because his strength is great? Or wilt thou leave to him thy labor? Wilt thou confide in him that he will bring home thy seed and gather the grain of thy threshing-floor? The wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but are they the pinions and plumage of love? For she leaveth her eggs on the earth, and warmeth them in the dust, and forgetteth that the foot may crush them, or that the wild beast may trample them. She dealeth hardly with her young ones, as if they were not hers. Though her labor be in vain, she is without fear." because God hath deprived her of wisdom, neither hath he imparted to her understanding. What time she lifteth up herself on high, she scorneth the horse and his rider. Hast thou given the horse his might? Hast thou clothed his neck with the quivering mane? Hast thou made him to leap as a locust? The glory of his snorting is terrible, he paweth in the valley, and rejoiceth in his strength. He goeth out to meet the armed men. He mocketh at fear, and is not dismayed. Neither turneth he back from the sword. The quiver rattleth against him, the flashing spear and the javelin. He swalloweth the ground with fierceness and rage. Neither believeth he that it is the voice of the trumpet. As oft as the trumpet soundeth, he saith, Aha! And he smelleth the battle afar off, The thunder of the captains and the shouting. Is it by thy wisdom that the hawk soareth, And stretcheth her wings toward the south, 
is it at thy command that the eagle mounteth up and maketh her nest on high on the cliff she dwelleth and maketh her home upon the point of the cliff and the stronghold from thence she spieth out the prey her eyes behold it afar off her young ones also suck up blood and where the slain are there is she End of chapter 39 Chapter 40 Moreover Jehovah answered Job, and said, Shall he that cavilleth contend with the Almighty? He that argueth with God, let him answer it. Then Job answered Jehovah, and said, Behold, I am of small account. What shall I answer thee? I lay my hand upon my mouth. Once have I spoken, and I will not answer. Yea, twice, but I will proceed no further. Then Jehovah answered Job out of the whirlwind, and said, Gird up thy loins now like a man. I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. Wilt thou even annul my judgment? Wilt thou condemn me, that thou mayest be justified? or hast thou an arm like god and canst thou thunder with a voice like him deck thyself now with excellency and dignity and array thyself with honour and majesty pour forth the overflowings of thine anger and look upon every one that is proud and abase him look on every one that is proud and bring him low and tread down the wicked where they stand. Hide them in the dust together, bind their faces in the hidden place. Then will I also confess of thee that thine own right hand can save thee. Behold now, behemoth which I made, as well as thee, he eateth grass as an ox, lo now his strength is in his loins and his force is in the muscles of his belly he moveth his tail like a cedar the sinews of his thighs are knit together his bones are as tubes of brass his limbs are like bars of iron he is the chief of the ways of god he only that made him giveth him his sword surely the mountains bring him forth food where all the beasts of the field do play. He lieth under the lotus trees, in the covert of the reed and the fen. The lotus trees cover him with their shade, the willows of the brook compass him about. Behold, if a river overflow, he trembleth not. He is confident, though a Jordan swell even to his mouth. Shall any take him when he is on the watch, or pierce through his nose with a snare. End of chapter 40 Chapter 41 Canst thou draw out Leviathan with a fish-hook, or press down his tongue with a cord? Canst thou put a rope into his nose, or pierce his jaw through with a hook? Will he make any supplications unto thee? or will he speak soft words unto thee? Will he make a covenant with thee, that thou shouldest take him for a servant for ever? Wilt thou play with him as with a bird, 
or wilt thou bind him for thy maidens? Will the bands of fishermen make traffic of him? Will they part him among the merchants? Canst thou fill his skin with barbed irons, or his head with fish spears? Lay thy hand upon him, remember the battle, and do so no more. Behold, the hope of him is in vain. Will not one be cast down even at the sight of him? None is so fierce that he dare stir him up. Who then is he that can stand before me? Who hath first given unto me that I should repay him? Whatsoever is under the whole heaven is mine. I will not keep silence concerning his limbs, nor his mighty strength, nor his goodly frame. Who can strip off his outer garment? Who shall come within his jaws? Who can open the doors of his face? Round about his teeth is terror. His strong scales are his pride, shut up together as with a close seal. One is so near to another that no air can come between them. They are joined one to another. They stick together so that they cannot be sundered. His sneezings flash forth light and his eyes are like the eyelids of the morning. Out of his mouth go burning torches, and sparks of fire leap forth. Out of his nostrils a smoke goeth, as of a boiling pot and burning rushes. His breath kindleth coals, and a flame goeth forth from his mouth. In his neck abideth strength, and terror danceth before him. The flakes of his flesh are joined together. They are firm upon him. They cannot be moved. His heart is as firm as a stone, yea, firm as the nether millstone. When he raiseth himself up, the mighty are afraid. By reason of consternation, they are beside themselves. If one lay at him with the sword, it cannot avail nor the spear, the dart, nor the pointed shaft. He counteth iron as straw, and brass as rotten wood. The arrow cannot make him flee. Sling-stones are turned with him into stubble. Clubs are counted as stubble. He laugheth at the rushing of the javelin. His underparts are like sharp potsherds. He spreadeth, as it were, a threshing wain upon the mire. He maketh the deep to boil like a pot. He maketh the sea like a pot of ointment. He maketh a path to shine after him. One would think the deep to be hoary. Upon earth there is not his like, that is made without fear. He beholdeth everything that is high. He is king over all the sons of pride. End of chapter 41 Chapter 42 Then Job answered Jehovah and said, I know that thou canst do all things, and that no purpose of thine can be restrained. Who is this that hideth counsel without knowledge? Therefore have I uttered that which I understood not, things too wonderful for me, which I knew not. Here I beseech thee, and I will speak. 
I will demand of thee, and declare thou unto me. I had heard of thee by the hearing of the ear, but now mine eye seeth thee. Wherefore I abhor myself, and repent in dust and ashes. And it was so that after Jehovah had spoken these words unto Job, Jehovah said to Eliphaz the Temanite, My wrath is kindled against thee, and against thy two friends, for ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. Now therefore take unto you seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, that I deal not with you after your folly. For ye have not spoken of me the thing that is right, as my servant Job hath. So Eliphaz the Temanite, and Bildad the Shuhite, and Zophar the Naamathite, went, and did according as Jehovah commanded them, and Jehovah accepted Job. And Jehovah turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends, and Jehovah gave Job twice as much as he had before. Then came there unto him all his brethren, and all his sisters, and all they that had been of his acquaintance before, and did eat bread with him in his house. And they bemoaned him, and comforted him, concerning all the evil that Jehovah had brought upon him. Every man also gave him a piece of money, and every one a ring of gold. So Jehovah blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, and he had fourteen thousand sheep, and six thousand camels, and a thousand yoke of oxen, and a thousand she-asses. He had also seven sons and three daughters, and he called the name of the first Jemima, and the name of the second Keziah, and the name of the third Kerenhapuk, and in all the land were no women found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. And after this Job lived a hundred and forty years, and saw his sons and his sons' sons, even four generations. So Job died, being old and full of days. End of chapter 42